0: No, and I so I understand what you're saying and all of that and I think, you know, it's I don't want to say the church is a problem. I'm gonna actually disagree with you on that. I think the church doesn't know how to embrace the problem. If that makes that's a good way to put it. If that makes sense, right? And so it's, you know, I have not been part of a church until recently where I have truly, truly felt welcome. Um, And I'm part of a brand new church. You know, obviously my ex-husband kind of did some really unfortunate things causing me to leave, you know, my old church. And I'm part of this new church. And it's just been amazing. Like the recent, you know, heartbreak and just the hurt and angst that has come with the ending of a relationship or a friendship or whatever you want to call it. And it's like I sit there and it's like I remember, you know, I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. I remember nope. it It was the day before my thesis, when I had to present my communication studies thesis, and you had walked up to me, because I just left my advisor's office, and you told me you were pregnant. And <laughs> I forgot
1: about that until uh-huh. you just mentioned it, and it all just came flooding
0: back. And, okay, And I kind of, Carry I, I just remember how, like, wide open my mouth was. Like, I didn't know what to say. Um <laughs> <laughs> you know like what do you say right I'm like I'm like oh no like (laughs) shit no and that's the thing right it's like it and I I think we've talked about this more recently than we ever have and I think in that moment time it took me back to the to when I you know I found out I was pregnant when I was 17 um you know it was my dad's or I guess the man who raised me his child and It was really, really hard. Um, And I was like, okay, well, everyone's supposed to do what I did, right? And my identity at that point, and I know that was just a circumstance, but it was, hey, I have experience, so I'm right. Um, And, you know, unfortunately, I did not carry forward with that pregnancy. I mean, I didn't know Jesus, then I wasn't, I mean, I was scared. Um, Right. You know, going back to that trauma, it's like, you know, growing up, you grow up in it, and it's like, you're so surrounded by narcissistic behaviors and toxic behaviors where it's like you say one thing to the wrong person and they're going to come take you away from mom and dad. Right. When in reality, and I hate, I hate to say, so like the fear and the crux of that fear is based in a consequence that has been manipulated and coerced onto you almost. Right. Right. And so I think, you know, that identity and the concept of identity and, just everything that we go through in life becomes so embedded in our actions um, rather than just our thought process, right? So it's like, hey, I'm a bodybuilder. Okay, well, the community's super small. I go to a different gym. Hey, you're Nikki, like you're the bodybuilder. Okay, so how do I, how do I change my identity from, yeah, I'm a bodybuilder 16 weeks out of the year, um, but I'm a follower of Christ for all 52 weeks.
1: Right. Exactly. Because the ideal of some, as a follower of Christ is that obviously, I mean, even now for me, it's like, I don't want to be just a mom. I don't want to be just a wife or a mm-hmm. mother or an employee or a number or whatever those right. things that you want to call it as. Like, I want to be an individual, but I want to be an individual that lives so loudly that you can't meet me and not say, hey, something's different about her. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, she loves Jesus. Hey, like, there is like this little bit of, I don't want to use the word magic, but there's just like this little spark that just makes you curious to understand, oh my gosh, why is she like, why does she seem okay, like, with everything? You know what I mean? Does that make sense what I'm yeah. trying to say? Yeah,
0: no, it, it, it does. And it's like, you know, you want, you know, I remember it was a friend who passed away. It was my sophomore mm-hmm. year. So it was a year before we met. Um, has, was it? The, it was 20, 2012 So I don't think you were at Kansas State then yet, or maybe you just started. I came fall of twenty twelve. You came fall of twenty twelve. Okay, so it was October twenty twelve. So like right after your freshman year began, um there was. I think sophomore was when sophomore year was when we met. Your sophomore year, yeah. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Um, I was like, wait, no, because this happened my sophomore year, and there, you know, one of my friends ended up committing suicide. Um, it was an accidental suicide, but it was a suicide nonetheless. And and I just remember I had to develop or deliver his eulogy at his funeral. That was on campus, or well, like the memorial service that was on campus. And I was sitting downstairs writing this, and a friend was like what are you thinking though? It's like, you know, when I die, like I want people singing and smiling at my funeral. And I want people to remember me as like that funny person who is unfiltered and all of that. And he's like, that's great. But don't you want people to remember you as the woman who loved Jesus with all of her heart? (laughs) I was 19 at this time. And yeah. Oh man. And that just changed my like perspective on things. Right. Where it's like, you You hear something like that and it's like, okay, yeah, I want to be remembered as a woman who loved Jesus with all of her heart, but how do I get there, right? And, and I think...
1: Especially when the world tells you, no, you don't want that.
0: Right. And it's like you go through like this phase and I think every... Well, a lot of—I don't want to say every Christian, but I think a lot of followers of Christ go through this phase where it's almost like a phase of rebellion, and it's not—it doesn't have to be extreme. It doesn't have to be drugs or binge drinking or you know, it sex, different. right? And I remember—I remember after my divorce, you know, because I waited until I was married. I was, you know, twenty crap four um, when I got married, and. I just remember after my divorce, I just went on, like, this whole bender of, like, everything. Um, I didn't go back into opioid addiction, obviously. You know that story of my life. Um, But I I went on this bender of, like, not having respect for myself. Mm -hmm. And at that point in time, my identity was in my divorce, right? Like, he hurt me. He cheated on me. He lied to me. So I'm going to do whatever I need to to recover from that because this is what happened during my divorce. Instead of coming back and being like, okay, you know, I'm 25, I'm divorced. What does God say about this? What do I need to do now? But at Uh, the
1: same time, you also have to be able to give yourself the grace, though, too, Nick, and understand that, like, yes, God doesn't like divorce, But also with your marriage, like, God doesn't like abuse either. Right, right. And you also have to understand that at that time in your life, you were doing exactly what you thought you needed to do to survive. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think. And that's, I think. And that's okay. Right. Like, I'm not saying,
1: like, all the, obviously, you know what I'm saying. Like, we've talked in detail about, you know, I mean, obviously that stuff's not okay. You know, you wish you never did it. But at the same time, like. At the end of the day, we're all just trying to do our best. Yeah. And it gets a lot easier to forgive yourself, to allow God himself to forgive you when you give yourself that grace.
0: Right. But that grace needs to remain with the contingency that our identity is in him. Right? It's not in that grace. Like, we're going to go back to that because I love that topic. Um, But, you know, and I've seen you, you know, I saw you become – you know, I mean, you were two step in your way through college, which was great. Of course, like we were on separate dance teams, two different, very different dance teams in college. Um, and you know, I remember the day you told me you were going to be a mom. I was already stressed out because the man who Second raised team was, is a thing. It was literally the two days before graduation. <laughs> I love you for that. Um, perfect timing. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: it makes you feel any better he found out the day before his own graduation so
0: oh that's right him and I graduated together yeah I mean you know yeah um and then good good fun times, <laughs> Great Met times. His
1: that weekend for the first time too because I I realized I'd known nothing about this guy and just like a little side note I had four different dudes so like <laughs> I Manage So granted, this is like that, the end of this summer, the fall, the next year and everything yeah. before my husband and I had gotten engaged at that point, because all of my family was like, oh my gosh, like you need to get married right now. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there, I'm like, okay, yes, I understand that. Yes, being married is important, but I value the covenant with God more than I value my image as a parent. Like it's not their choice right. to decide that. And that was really hard for them. But anyways, so like within the year and a half or well, the seven months it took for us to get engaged and stuff. I remember that fall I was having a very like atypical pregnancy where Mm -hmm. Peyton, my child, had (laughs) not like in pregnancy exited my body yet. Like I didn't look pregnant until month eight. Oh yeah, no, I remember that. Yeah. So I kept bartending and I kept like doing serving shots at the local country bar and everything like that. And then all of a sudden I was like, Hawk, like, can, I got to keep working, buddy. Like I got to pay bills. I'm trying to get myself out of debt and everything. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Like I'm pregnant. And he's like, what the hell? Why didn't you tell me you've been drinking for the last nine months? I was like, Whoa, 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 buddy. First of all, no, <laughs> I've been drinking colored water because I brought Mio and just like stacked half of my tray of shots. So realistically, I, I was making bank because I would just like, you know, all the drunk army boys that come in there on a Saturday trying to get me drunk and tip me an extra 50 bucks to shoot 20 shots in a row. We're making, we're making rent just fine. (laughs) Anyways, that's something I had to wrestle with Jesus in my own way. But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but anyways, so then all of a sudden it felt like my entire world just, blew up because next thing i know in the next calendar week i'm getting proposed to by four different men in the middle of my workplace people i'd never even gone on a date with this one guy who was just a complete like psycho just because people wanted like a oh hey you know she's a quick fix to a makeshift family or something right um, let's uh, let's get married. I'll provide for you and we can have this happy little family because people are scared to leave college and not have this stuff figured out. You know, and that's... And that's a thing. That's a really, really real
0: thing. Yeah, it, it's terrifying, Like, I did not right? to college to get married. I'm sorry. That, like, you know, we... Do you remember across the street was Manhattan Christian College? Oh, yeah. Yeah, literally Ring by Spring was their thing. And I was like, yeah. that, and you know, you, I was like, okay, you're you're nineteen, eighteen, and you're engaged by your second semester of college. What what's re- re- ah, left for the rest this of your life? It doesn't seem like good judgment, guys. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm drinking a little too much wine. I can't talk right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm <am> funny, um, <laughs> but I just I remember, you know. So there, obviously, you know this, I was engaged before I graduated college and it didn't work out.
1: Ring by spring. Ring by Sorry. spring.
0: And like my eighth spring by the time I was done with that place. But <laughs> it, it happens get, the best of It us. didn't take me eight years to graduate college. Um, but I just remember, you know, I moved out of Manhattan, Kansas, and I came to Austin, Texas. And I was like, people don't care about what I did in college. And so much of my identity was left You're- there right like get a
1: fresh spark because i mean honestly that's a perfect that's a, i'm so glad you said that because i always sit there and wrestle and think about the fact that um like you know those high school joggers when you're about to graduate high school and they say like class of 2012 or right? class of 2010 or anything like that and i literally wanted some of those so bad and i remember being so bad at my mom because i wanted some of these damn joggers And then I got to college, and I'm like, I am so glad I didn't waste any money on this. Right. Like, and then I get out of college, and I go into the workforce, well, as a mom at this rate, and I'm like, no one gives a rat's hiney about (laughs) college.
0: (laughs) No, like, they really don't. And I remember, so I moved to Austin because some friends were here, right? Right. I'm not friends with them anymore. Like, isn't that (laughs) It's just, you know, you make friends of a lifetime in college, but...
1: Like, you only keep a very few.
0: No one told me it was only, like, five. Right. <laughs> like... Maybe, if that. If that, right? Like, it's you and maybe five or six other people for me. And, I mean, it's not because I don't like anyone else anymore. It's just... It's just what it is. Life changes, and it doesn't mean I hate them. Like, we're still connected on social media. We're still connected... And all that, but they're not my comfort zone anymore, right? Like, I don't have a comfort zone anymore because I tried that and I fell flat on my face. Um, you know, and I think we we get into this misconception of, hey, we were the track star, the soccer star, the dance, um, whatever you want to call it. You know? Right. And it's like, this matters and this is going to matter for the rest of our lives, I'm gonna be very, very honest here. College did not prepare us for real life.
1: Oh, def- no, high school didn't even prepare us for real life. You think college is going
0: to? I was really hoping it would. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And I, I look at it and I'm like, I'm really glad I got out of Manhattan, Kansas. I'm glad I got out of Naperville, Illinois. And I, I mean, this isn't to throw shade at people. Did I use that word correctly? I don't know if I used that word correctly. <laughs> no, Nikki. Yes, you did. I'm the getting old, shade.
1: Lindsay. I'm getting so old. Um, you ever the Lion King where uh, Mufasa is having the very, you know, majestic talk about everything that the light touches is the pride land. Yes. What about the side over there? What about the side over there, Dad? <laughs> where <dark? laughs> well, yeah, it's dark. Yeah, that's shade. We don't go there. <laughs> We're too nice for that. Jesus loves us and we love Jesus. So don't we throw don't throw it. shade at people. We temple. are not scarred. <laughs>
0: or Mufasa
1: <laughs> man that high noon looks good on that pavement
0: did you just say the Heineken
1: <laughs> this high noon looks oh. good on that pavement so just spit it
0: this is how I thought our podcast would go <laughs>
1: Honestly, I don't even think anyone's going to watch this because it's going to be, like, squirrel moment to squirrel moment. moment to, like,
0: all this other stuff. I hope people watch We're just
1: recording it. this for liability reasons, guys. Like, that's pretty much all we're Guys, aura.
0: love us. Watch this podcast. Watch this podcast because
1: we don't even know where it's going to go. Strap <laughs> on your seatbelts because we're just here for the ride as much as you. Right? Dun,
0: dun. One of us is getting yeah. old tomorrow. Um...
1: Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Like officially
0: old. Official. Hey, I'm not in my thirties yet, so that's a plus. Not yet. not yet. Not yet. Lord will have mercy if I make it that far. <laughs> that's right.
1: Honestly, though, I feel that statement in so many different
0: ways. <laughs> but I want to. I want to kind of bring us back because we've derailed to yeah. talking to spitting out alcohol on sidewalks. Um. <laughs> but. I want to take a second to talk about something that's going to be really hard for both of us. Um, And it's the trauma, right? I know we kind of, like, tossed it out there and kind of derailed into a squirrel moment. But, you know, you and I have both been through so much. And I think it's kind of weird because a lot of it is very similar, but it's Mm -hmm. still so different. And um, I'm going to get a little emotional here, so I'm going to try not to. I remember, you know, like we both struggle with PTSD and we both just, you know, we've had to navigate it through different ways. And I think, you know, there was a time in college where you were pounding on my door because you thought I wasn't going to be in class the next day. Um, and there was a time and I'm going to, you know, this wasn't even that long ago where my mental health really, really started taking a toll when I was on vacation. And I, I mean, mm-hmm. I remember being on that phone call with you, right? right and i remember hanging up because it was like two in the morning and i was i mean i was a wreck um and i just i remember god like so clearly whispering or i guess saying because if he's being loud he's not whispering um <laughs> we were so close so close <laughs> almost a perfect sentence <laughs> But it was, he's like, what are you giving up on right now at this moment in time? He's like, if you give up on yourself, you're going to give up on me. And that's not what I've called you to do. And I think, I mean, I know you've been at your lowest of lows. I know that we've both kind of encountered it at different points in time. And I want your input on this. Like, how have you recovered your identity to place it back in him when it's been when all you've wanted to do is give up really
1: yeah i mean it's tough just because like that's vulnerable and that's raw and it hurts just because like i'm in the thick of that right now right just because in recovering and working towards a new identity i'm looking at losing everything right um And that's what gets really hard is because there just comes a day where you have to realize that you can try and like for me, it was just taking my larger than life sparkly personality and just taking it and stuffing it down because guys don't like girls who are needy or touchy or loud and guys don't like girls who are larger than life and assertive. And, you know, a guy calls it bossy, a girl calls it assertive, but a man is right. assertive in the workplace, you know, not to be like ultra feminist or anything like that, because, you know, I'm a feminist, but without a lot, a lot of the different stuff that goes with it. But it's also so tough just because I had such a misled identity Mm-hmm. based off of what the world wanted me to be and what a man wanted me to be and what was going to land me the highest profile man, what was going align to me, align me for my dream job that I thought was my dream job. Um, because I didn't come from anything glamorous. I grew up on a farm. Um, I didn't really know what a good, healthy relationship was. And I probably still don't, to be honest with you right um but I started going to a therapist that I wasn't a huge fan of and I started going to another therapist and her name is Colleen and she's been such a godsend for me just to remind me that at the end of the day like you can shove down all these different parts of yourself you can play you know you can do the fake it till you make it game you can do all these games in your own head But at the same time, like, you're going to have to feel and address that at some point. Right. And now that I'm a mom and now a mom of two, it's honestly been the best gift anyone's ever given me. And those two children, just seeing them at the end of the day, like, it just keeps me alive, if I'm honest.
0: No, absolutely. And I I wrestle
1: with, you know, like you said, the PTSD and the depression and the anxiety. And there's so many times where it's just like, I'm begging God like take me back to heaven I know it'll be better there like it is it's better there I have every faith that God exists I have every faith that I can't curse God like I've spent a lot of time studying in the book of Job and I've really enjoyed that because I got turned on to the that book of the Bible because my name Lindsay starts with right? I didn't know. I kind of <laughs> forgot for a second. But but my name is rooted in the Linden tree, Yeah, and which is not exciting. But once you dive more into like a biblical dissection of it, the Linden tree is actually more classified as a hedge. And, you know, as you know, in the book of Job, you know, Job was protected by a hedge. That's why Satan chose Job to come to God and say, hey, you know what? You know, if you just would stop protecting Job, he is gonna fall just like any other guy. He's gonna curse you, he's gonna hate you. And God willingly made Job's life harder than Job wanted it to be, even though he loved him so much because he had so much faith in God's, or excuse me, God had so much faith in Job's faithfulness and righteousness that he took that protection away from him and threw him practically into the wildfire of, you know, Satan's temptations and things and all these different things throwing at him because he had that much faith. And I think that that book has been such an opener and a lifesaver to me, if you have never read that before. Yeah. Because for me, it was such a, hey, like, shit can happen in my life, but it doesn't mean it's God's fault. Like, it's not no. God hating me. It's it's sin's fault. Like, it's, it's, it's such Satan a spiritual attacking. warfare thing. And yeah. I don't know about you, but... I know we talk about spiritual warfare all the time, but there is such a thing to be said about, you know, good versus evil, you know, God versus Satan in everyone's life, right. where you just have to get to the point where you have nothing else besides your relationship with God. And it breaks my heart open so vulnerably so, just to think, you know, there's all these people in the world that are hurting and they don't have a faith. They don't have a God. Yeah. Yeah, and so I do, like, that's, like, how do you keep going? Because for me, it's like, okay, you know what? Like God still loves me. And I, I've been practicing discernment. And for me, like how you had God whisper something into you, like for me, God was whispering to me for the longest time, like, Hey, there is joy coming. Like you're not unloved. You're just confused. You're (laughs) not (laughs) angry. You're in pain.
0: So I don't know why the word confused was so funny.
1: Um, but like, Just hearing over and over, it's just you're not weak, you're strong, you're not ugly, you're more beautiful than the sunset I'm staring at right now. And um just like affirming all of these things that at the depths of my soul and like my own shadowy, non-pride line pride land part of myself is just saying, like, my existence is wrong. And I know that it's gonna take a lot of work to get over that, but at the same time it kind of opened my eyes to this point of, wow. Like realistically, if I get wiped off the earth tomorrow, the world still turns. Mm -hmm. God's will still happens. Everything still happens. My babies are going to miss me. And I have every faith in the world that I am the best mom in my own perfect imperfection to raise them. Right. And, and I'm having I, such an opportunity to rewrite that identity into what I want it to be by taking the time to focus on my health and focus on myself that I can still be a phenomenal mom, but it finally clicking and making sense when someone says you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of your kids.
0: Right. No, absolutely. And I mean, I think the saying goes, like, you can't pour from an empty cup. And I right. look at, you know, I look at you and I remember the day you told me you were pregnant with Peyton. And I remember the day when you posted that you were pregnant with your second child. And just the difference in how I felt about that was like night and day, right? Like, and I looked at that and I was like, Lindsay has become such a strong woman of God. Like, I have no doubt in her capabilities. Not saying like I doubted your capabilities when you were pregnant with Peyton. I mean, I did, but... (laughs) I think we all had a lot of different concerns going on there. Uh, but I, I've watched you become this steadfast and strong, and I'm I'm going to say it, but single mom. And, I mean, I'm proud of you. And I know that there's a lot, if not all, the credit goes to God, right? Like, I, I say, right. this, I say this always. There's,
1: there's literally no other – like, and it's such a spiritual thing for me because, I mean – and i don't i still battle with the vessel of why my husband was brought into my life and then taken from me and even if it was just to strengthen my faith i just want
0: to interject he is not dead <laughs> he's not dead he just
1: he just doesn't want to deal with me
0: no it's god is equipping a different man to walk into your life
1: um, or
0: yeah and it's just it's not this guy um but this man is not dead um i did not kill him <laughs> she's not joining this podcast from jail <laughs> i'd be sitting in jail next to her not really but you know <laughs> um, we ain't like that jesus has told us to be better <laughs> <laughs> but i think i think there's a lot to say one not just with the grace that he's had in your life but the presence that he's had right like He's taken you through this process of sanctification, of realizing who you are, but also who you are to him. And most importantly, who you are to him, right?
1: And I think that the word sanctification has been so interesting just because like, I mean, just a backstory on myself, like in college, you know, I did like I was the sparkling version of what every other person would want to be or what every man by the world standard would want to marry. mm -hmm. Like I was you know, everyone's definition of hot and sexy and like very Miss ish and all these different things. And I thought I was doing everything right. And You're lucky
0: if I remembered if to shower.
1: Got, what? <laughs> you said I was lucky if I
0: remembered to shower.
1: Right, exactly. But like, I didn't have any mental health issues and all these different things, but I hadn't even found my faith yet until sophomore year of college and even then it was more of a hot and cold relationship with christ because of well i don't really need him because i can do it myself
0: i think we were in that it was we were in that debate class your sophomore year and i remember you said something and i was like well jesus still loves you even if i don't <laughs> And i think that was the, like no one knew how to respond to that And I just, I was like, I don't even know why I said that, but he loves you. I don't, he tells me to love you, but I don't want to.
1: And I think. But like at the same time though, like at that point in my life, it was so hard for me because I also battled with such an insecurity. And a lot of people wouldn't have even guessed it, but I battled with such an insecurity of every guy had to want me to be really, can I
0: be really honest honest with you right
1: right now to to hate me because I could steal her man or she had to adore me because I was everything she wanted to be. Like that's where I sat my self worth. And even to this day, I I mean, I'm definitely not nearly as struggling with it, but now it's just coming to the final fact of, it's just like, I get it now. Like you can tell yourself so many things Mm -hmm. in your mind, but until you really get it, yourself i mean you and i are the same we're big personalities we're very strong independent we don't need no man times i'm a big kid right exactly
0: but, but can i be time, honest with can you can though
1: be understanding how to have someone not like me and be okay with that like
0: well and that's the thing like when we met I in college got
1: hired from my job just because of some small town drama I literally paid the consequences for somebody else's a- actions. And honestly, like I cried a lot about it. Oh, and yeah. it's going to be really awkward trying to explain to my next employer why I got fired for my job without like talking shit on the other guy. Because honestly, like I still care very deeply for that place. Right. And I completely like now that I've gone through such a journey of my own mental health and therapy and learning about myself. I totally understand why that guy just didn't even want to have to deal with the drama of my right. existence. Well,
0: I want to backtrack a little and go back to our college days, because yeah, I saw straight through that facade. Oh, yeah, you did, <laughs> and that's why I didn't like you. Uh, not because you were annoying, but because but I was also that. <laughs> you were. Um, I was too, though. I'm not gonna lie. I was, let's be <laughs> I think we were probably the two most annoying people in that class.
1: But at the same time, how it was much crap so... did we get out of trouble with? Because we literally Pavlov dogged everyone into, hey, okay, they're talking great. Let's just move on. Like how many homework assignments did our professor just forget about? Because of the <laughs> fact that, like, oh my God, they're talking. Let's just go on with our day. This is worthless. Oh, not gosh. saying manipulation is the way to get through life no. because we did it unintentionally but it was also a very great benefit at the time yeah it
0: contributed greatly to that debate class because i think there was one point where we were both call- it was actually our first debate right and i switched sides halfway through and i think i just for no- started <laughs> for no reason and i just started agreeing with you yeah and then I looked at you and I was like, this was dumb. This was dumb. <laughs> this was dumb. But nothing will ever beat. And it was my last semester of college. No. It was my second to last semester of college. First day of intercultural communications class.
1: I don't know what this story is going to be.
0: Class started at 8 o'clock a.m. Uh. 8.55.
1: They shouldn't make college classes, so, honestly, at 8 o'clock in the morning. Class ended like, at so 9. Like, Somebody really just needs to make sure the workforce never has to show up.
0: Class ended at 9.05. You... you walk in <laughs> at 8.55 in the morning. And I know exactly what you were doing the night before because I got about six phone calls from you. What? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Lindsay. I'm bad at work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I... Yeah. One, I was already pissed off at you because you woke me up six times that night. Two... But you were all at the same time. Like, I you do. love me! But it was you, me, Catherine Strub, or Gibbons back then, and Morgan Ruiz... Oh, don't, I forgot about her. Yeah, I don't know what happened to her. She's still alive, right? She's still doing things.
1: I shoot. I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me questions that I don't know the answer to.
0: Yeah, but like us four were inseparable that semester. Um, for real. But nothing will ever beat that because we had an Indian professor, and there God bless was, her soul. <laughs> Because you walked in and I stood up and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and that's exactly how that class went. Because huh? I think we set the tone for the rest of the it's semester. It's going to be
1: the same either.
0: Huh?
1: I said life was never going to be the same from that moment.
0: No, we, we screwed ourselves over by acknowledging each other's presence in that class. <laughs> yeah, honestly though, I'm pretty sure we weren't allowed to sit next to each other. Did I lose laptop privileges in that class, or was that a different class? No, that was that class. Because
1: remember, she like literally just hated us. Oh she yeah, hated anyone with personality, honestly, because she was the driest human I've ever met in my existence.
0: I liked her, but she was my kind. <laughs> Did you? Did you really? <laughs> <laughs> But I think we talked a lot about identity in that class too, right? And I think, you know... Yeah, we did. We we really did. I don't remember much of that class. But um, that was a huge topic. And I think that's when we really started to understand each other a heck of a lot more. Um, But, you know, I think we go through identity and it just... It's the one thing that gets misplaced so easily. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, it's... It's ours, right? Like, it's
1: literally our possession. Yeah, you would think that it would be the easiest thing to control or to keep or anything but like that. But realistically...
0: It's not. Yeah. Uh, but the things we would do for attention back in college are different than the things we do for attention now. Right? Like, I'm not getting six calls a night from you.
1: Um... <laughs> Honestly, you're probably having to chase me down because, hey, I haven't heard from you. What's going yeah, on? Yeah,
0: like that one time two weeks ago, I thought you were dead. Um, I have like this. So you- <laughs>
1: yeah, that was a good time. Not, but it really it was wasn't. Like, I honestly really enjoyed it hearing about it, but <laughs> I mean, I can also understand why if I was you, it would not be as enjoyable as the time.
0: Well, you don't understand. I was talking to my coworker, and I realized I hadn't heard from you in a week. And I was like, I hope she's not dead. And he's like, I can feel your anxiety. And I was like, I think she's dead. And he's like, I'm pretty sure she's not dead. Pretty sure she's not dead. But, <laughs> but it was worrisome, so I called your lawyer. <laughs> and obviously he can't tell you anything. And he thought I was stupid.
1: Yeah, well, that lawyer had then quit on me a couple about a week and a half later.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. So who's so. the stupid I hit my tooth We're on the stupid now who's the stupid one now? I really hit my tooth hard on that cup. Oh, my My glorious ride. Um, but it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, I, I don't know. And that was such a coherent thought. Um, Words, Nick. Words. <laughs> Words. Breathe. No, but I was on. So I deleted all my dating apps. I don't know if I told you this. Um. Good for you. Yeah, because this guy was weird and I was like, I can't do this. It's um, a good reason. Yeah. But so I was texting one of the guys off of it and he's like, Will you send me a picture? Just like a headshot. And you just- know. Just let me know you're real. Right? And that irritates me like no Mobile's other. No not enough. But you know, like, how much that irritates me to get, like, start with. But then I was like, hey, like, you know, my ex-husband sent photos of me that I didn't know existed all over the internet. Um, I don't feel comfortable doing that.
1: Which a healthy relationship would be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, you're right don't
0: right and he's like well you can't even take a headshot and i was like look like and it was like two or three times of him asking that. i was like the fact that you don't respect my boundaries is a red like, flag I yeah
1: i just want to know
0: that like, hey like, like you're you real exist. or whatever and but I at the same that. time it's like but it it made me realize like there's still a bit of identity that's still embedded within that situation right like Who's right. gonna, like, who's going to send these photos all over the internet now? Like, what's going to happen? Um,
1: right. And Which st- feasibly, maybe he wouldn't. Maybe this good guy, Joe Blow, wouldn't have done that. Maybe he just wanted to know your beautiful face was real and you weren't, like, a robot or some 50-year-old man. I should like,
0: just send a picture of my eyeball. Care. Nice. <laughs> Can I start doing that? Do it guys who want to date nikki here's a picture of her eyeball get used to it <laughs> get used to it it's not the first one you're gonna see um maybe you might get both eyeballs in the same picture who knows plot twist <laughs> but so like the computer
1: screen is pretty dark. I can't even see you on camera right now and I think it's hilarious because I know I blend exactly your expressions are
0: <laughs> at this point in our friendship. Hold on, let me turn the light on. Uh, well, we're only recording audio, but you know, if you want- I know that. I'm just saying. Ugh, the light hurts. Ew. Ugh. Do you see my eyeball? I see your eyeball. It's a beautiful eyeball. <laughs> And this is why no one's going to listen to our podcast, because <laughs> this happens. Practice
1: for reminding the time. You know, at some point, we're going to have like meeting notes or <laughs> podcast notes of like, OK, we cannot have squirrel moments the entire time. Yeah, this we're the topic. These are the subtopics. These are sub subtopics.
0: <laughs> you get okay, two. So
1: also side question.
0: What? We have like five minutes left, by the way.
1: Oh, we do? Okay. Okay. Really, really. F- this will be a great ender then. Okay. <laughs> just a little spice to just, you know, keep them coming back. Okay. So, one of my favorite marketing tweets I've ever seen in my life Gosh. was um, it came from Subway off of Twitter. And I'm a nerd for this, so whatever. And the tweet read, <laughs> What's your favorite way to top a sub? And. <laughs> your face you get it you get it anyways so you get probably like millions of people right just oh you know i like pepperonis i like salami it's gonna be you know like a chicken sandwich or whatever and then it was so funny because then uh tiktok has a subgroup called tink kink talk oh, i guess
0: gosh. oh gosh
1: and they started getting a hold of it and so <laughs> it started becoming a way to. Um, sexual preference innuendo like dom versus sub and all these different things which are not godly but I th- still think it's hilarious and um, anyways so I was just having the random moment right there I was like oh here's the here's the heading this is the point like maybe this oh, is gosh. the dom point and then this is the sub point and then this is the sub of the sub point so does that make like that a Dom
0: sub sub point or like a dom point. I'm gonna Switch. I'm gonna reel us back in away from this because this is a post recording conversation. um yes. <laughs> to have. but no. So I mean I'm gonna conclude with one last thing and then I'll kind of close this out. But you know I was shopping for a birthday gift for myself and obviously I go big when I get myself a birthday gift because I don't buy myself stuff during the year. Um, I have clothes that are still from college, and. I just, you know, I'm at a point in life where I can afford some nicer things. I just leased a condo. And, you know, last year I bought myself a truck, but I have a rule, right? And it's, if I can't buy it twice, I'm not going to buy it once.
1: Which is honestly such a good rule because people don't understand that.
0: And no, and I, I mean, there was a point when I didn't, like when I leased my, or financed my truck last year, I was like, can I make, I mean, obviously I can't dish out 80 grand on at once, but can I make two it, or three car payments neither. with like... During a single pay period, can I do X, Y, and Z, like, will I ever fall behind on my car paying? was kind of like my logic, right? Right. And when I signed my lease, like, I put two months down, even though I didn't need to, for um, my condo. And I just, I, you know, and I was out and about at the shopping center called The Domain in Austin, and super cute little place, like, high-end stores. And I just, I mean, talk about, like, what we find our identity in, Right. And so I walked into Kendra Scott because you get, like, a 50% discount on your birthday month, um, which is super cool. And I couldn't find anything that I liked. I was like, okay. Like, the staff was kind of rude. I was like, I'll just take my money somewhere else, right? And then I, you know, I walked into Tory Burch, and I walked into Michael Kors, and I walked into all of these nice stores, but nothing appealed to me. And I was like, I'm at this point in life where, like, my identity isn't in the nice stuff that I have right like I want a Cartier ring so bad, but I can't dish out twenty one hundred dollars on a Cartier ring. Like I'm not doing that. Um, dupes, man, dupes on Amazon. Gosh, yeah. And so I finally settled. I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy myself a pair of Jays for my birthday. Like, Ooh. um, it's just you know, I mean, yeah, they're a little pricey, but I'm going to wear them for a while, and they're good shoes, and they're going to hold up. But at the same time, it's like. I remember walking store to store and like literally my eyes just filled with tears today. And I was like, not because I didn't know what to buy myself. And okay, so that was part of it. Uh, (laughs) But it was also knowing like my identity, like the birthday that I look forward to every year. Like starting tomorrow, though, there will be 365 days until my next birthday. Like the birthday that I always look forward to has held so much of my identity and as I go through like therapy and I had these conversations it's like my b- identity is not in my birthday like I'm glad that I was birthed on this day but um you know it it is in Christ and it's in who he says I am right and when he says that I'm his I am his and nothing's ever going to change that no material item no thought of depression um actually i have a second side note after that um (laughs) but i had someone tell me this the other day and it was um i'm actually going to that side note now because i'm gonna forget but adhd is real (laughs) so real it's don't let a moment of depression turn into or a moment of discouragement turn into a season of depression Ooh, hoo, 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 hoo. right and I'm a hard ass when it comes to our relationship you know this yeah. um, actually I'm kind of mean about it sometimes
1: you, um, you are a little bit but that's okay <laughs> <to> you. Um, <laughs> we have the basis in love so I
0: know right what are you doing with your life Nikki what do you mean what I'm doing what am I doing I don't know what are you doing Literally well, how this conversation I'm goes. going for breakfast. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, here's what you're going to do. You have paint on your face. Do I really? No, maybe that's just a zit. It's probably a zit. It's by, like, your
1: glasses. My face is yeah. broken
0: out. Dude, Minus two, but that's also a discussion for why after um, this. But... <laughs> uh, I think it's just one of those things where... You Know this was a really good conversation. I'm excited for next week, and we really need to hone it in next week. Um, yeah, we'll get some meeting notes or something. More wine.
1: Um, <laughs> I gotta find a light out here that way I can keep painting.
0: I can yeah, see, yeah, mind face.
1: everybody. I've been painting a picture out here, and uh, I probably started over on it at least like three different times.
0: Um, she doesn't just paint her face randomly, but. No. To close us out, because this has gone on for an hour and 13 minutes, um, and it was supposed to be capped at an hour, um, we appreciate y'all for listening, and if you don't listen, we hate you, uh,
1: but, but at the same time, live your life, <laughs> <laughs> we understand there's probably better things to do with it, too,
0: but <laughs> prayer requests, comments, concerns, topics you want to hear us talk us, talk. you want us to hear talk about. You want to hear us talk about there we go. Uh <laughs> Nick. time's a charm, man. Please feel free to email us at the podcast live at gmail.com. Both Lindsay and I have access to this email. Actually, Lindsay will have access to this email um after I give her give her access. Uh, <laughs> shameful. But you know, we'll we'll get these two um episodes well one episode two parts up on Spotify in the next day or so um but we love you guys prayer requests advice concerns comments questions
1: lots of concerns let's be honest
0: (laughs) so many concerns um yeah we love you guys Lindsay do you have anything you want to say in your journalism voice uh I don't know what do you want me to and that's a wrap
1: that's a wrap ladies and gents thanks for coming
0: (laughs) we love you bye
1: welcome to the shit show